0: Hashtag SAFM It is 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with the Ibrahim Dean, independent researcher. So the situation is now calm in Libya. After heavy fighting between the two main armed groups linked to Tripoli-based government, at least 27 people were killed and 106 others injured when clashes broke out. We understand that the clashes were triggered by the detention of the head of the 444 Brigade, Colonel Mohammed Hamza, by the rival Al-Rada force on Monday. So who is this influential Colonel Ham- Hamoud um, Hamza and what does he stand for in the politics of Libya? Ibrahim D. now joining us on the line. Ibrahim, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So who is Colonel Hamza?
1: Good afternoon and thanks for having me. Uh, colonel Hamza was a former colonel in the Libyan army uh, under Gaddafi um, and then was actually part of these radar, the RADA, uh, the, the, the director force, the RADA brigade, which actually tried to arrest him now. He then defected from Rada in 2020. Took his whole, uh, you know, combatant group and formed uh, basically the Triple Four group. So, you know, what the clashes are all about is, you know, Rada is one of the more uh, stronger uh, uh, militia groups in Libya. I mean, especially uh, uh, in Tripoli. Uh, in Libya, since, uh, since the breakup of or uh, since the collapse of Gaddafi, it's uh, fragmented, uh, and Rada controlled the airport route and the supply route. And uh, you know, a, a big reason for trying to arrest uh, Hamza was actually to control supply routes, and also because uh, you know he's seen as anti-Hafiz, um, as opposed to Rada, which is uh, you know a lot more pro Huster, uh, pro Huster, which is uh, the the renegade uh, general operating out of the east of the country.
0: And you know, when while reading the story, I was also reminded that um, the United Nations Security Council had imposed an embargo on selling arms um, to Libya. And there was a renewed um, authorization to inspect vessels that are suspected of violating the Libya arms embargo. Who are the people who are supplying arms to Libya?
1: So you know, Libya is very strategically located. Uh, you know, arms, uh, a lot of the arms are coming in for, uh, through the Wagner forces uh, from Sudan, uh, you know, into Libya, uh, from Chad into Libya. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from Tunisia into Libya, there's also uh, you know Libya also shares a, a huge a uh, thousand kilometer border with Egypt. So there's there's a lot of uh, you know uh, routes which don't necessarily need to traverse the oceans, and, and, and you know those borders are very porous. Uh, you know very little governance on, on both sides of border of many of the borders, which has allowed for the smuggling. Now you know the bigger issue. In, in, the, in the arms embargo is the fact that, you know, there has been the arms embargo, but many of the states supporting the arms embargo are actually involved in supplying the arms. So, you know, Russia supports the arms embargo, but Wagner, uh, you know, is, is basically the Russian parliamentary group, uh, uh, arming the Haftar. Similarly, the Turks, you know, support the embargo, but the I mean, the government of national unity in Britain. Uh, you know the Sudanese, uh, the Egyptians, all are involved in in arming these different these different actors, combining the fact that Libya still holds a lot of the arms that it got, you know, from Western countries uh, during the overthrow of Gaddafi.
0: And what's the role of the United Arab Emirates in all of this?
1: The United Arab Emirates uh, benefits from has benefited from the chaos in the region over the past ten so, years. And it's, it's a big supporter of the renegade general in the east. Um, it also, uh, you know, uh, 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 has, has funded, uh, you know, elements within within Sudan, um, uh, specifically the Rapid Support forces It's also again uh partnering the, the general in the east. Uh, you know, it uh, helped overthrow, uh, or at least, uh, you know, played a role in the overthrow of the of the, of the president in, or of the uh, the freezing of the parliament in Tunisia. And you know it's benefiting from uh Libyan oil, Libyan gold uh but more than that Lib- Libyan influence um and also uh you know its attempts to control strategic ports
0: and does the Tripoli government still have the support of Turkey uh,
1: you know uh, Turkey does support uh, the Turkey government, but the question is what Turkey's government yeah so there's, just, there's four different governments, or five different governments. You know, there's the, there's the graph, government of national unity, the government of national court, the House of Representatives, the High State Council, which is also based out of Tripoli. So, there's, you know, there's no real government in that sense. There's a breakdown of law. There's no party that you wields know, a monopoly on force. And so basically force has become the only way of solving crises. And, you know, the UN has recently, uh, or just last year, almost a year now, appointed a new special envoy uh, who have, uh, advocated elections within try and get the country out of its manure, but elections with the same old characters that many argue are responsible for the problem. And so, you know, we see, we may see another election in another, in another few months, which may result in another government. So, you know, that there needs to be a holistic think about the Libyan situation and how, uh, uh the crisis can be solved. Uh, because currently, as I said, it's it, holding on to force and holding on to weapons are the only way of actually mm. exercising power and that's why these groups are so strong many of them still draw the, the salaries from the government uh treasure.
0: thank you so much for your time ibrahim dean uh, independent research it's half past three